Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Benefit Roast. And I didn't do my usual opening, Roger, so I got to do it now. Hello, hello, hello. It's your favorite part. You know it is. Yeah, it is, sure. <laughs> so I am lucky enough to be with the esteemed Roger Bain, who is president of Benefit Indemnity Corporation. Roger is a whirlwind of information about health insurance, health benefits, wellness, this whole area. And today we're going to talk about how your off season, I know it's the off season because you had the fourth quarter and now it's first quarter, you're thinking it's quiet time, can actually be the time that sets you up for a full year of success. So Roger, you want to start the ball rolling? Sure, Bob. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about what happens now that everything just kind of all the dust settles. January 1's coming down. It's 76 degrees in Phoenix where Bob's sitting out there. And um, I just don't know what to do about it. But the reality is it's sunny here in Baltimore as well. And so now we think about it. What do we do? We had a huge fourth quarter. Everybody had a huge fourth quarter. I hope you all had great success. And now as the dust settles, so does the activity a little bit. Now there's still plenty to do in our business but how much of it is focused on capturing clients or delivering value and get growing your business at this time. We, we have this temptation that I suffer from as well, Bob, and you, you know I do, to, to start focusing on other little projects and stuff that just helps make things a little bit easier here and there. But the reality is, as leaders of your business, those, those are things that can often be better delegated in your job is to continue to be the rainmaker and drive new sales. So that's really kind of an important thing to try and remember. So how can someone do that, Roger? If I closed all this business in the fourth quarter and here we are in the middle of the first, first quarter of the next year, there's really not a whole lot of business out there for me. There's not a whole lot I can do because it's all renewed already, right? Well, let's, let's talk about this because that's really, really important. First and foremost, the one that no one likes to hear about because they hear about it all the time and still don't do it. And that is you just solved problems. You just got through renewals. You got through them clean for 64 of your customers and you haven't asked a single one of them for a referral. Okay. All right. So let's go back to all those guys say, look, now we got your renewal in, you got your ID cards, everybody's happy, you had a great Christmas, New Year's passed. Now, here, let me tell you one of the challenges to my business. And that is that this time of year, everything just grinds to a halt because of that big rush. Who can you talk to? to? Who can I talk to that you know that can help get me out there? Because that is just so, so important. It is really important that we get referrals from those people. So that's one step, Bob. And, and let me just add, Roger, because I've dealt with some referrals myself. It's amazing to me how customers actually respond favorably to the idea of referrals. It's like, you know, I can't tell you how many times someone said, you, you want me to help, help? I'm so honored. Wow, thank you so much. So it's not like they're going, oh God, this is so horrible. Why would this guy do this? He's failing. It's more of an honor. Bob, you would be, I, I agree with you. People would be amazed. Referrals are so easily embraced by existing customers that a guy like me that wears this shirt, <laughs> I get, I, I got another call last week and it's probably one of, one of six or seven calls 
from custom tailors asking me, hey, so-and-so agent, he's a really successful guy and I do his suits for him, can I do yours? And I said, well, if you're in a booth at Sam's Club, you can do mine <laughs> because I'm just not a custom tailor kind of guy. But the reality is the referrals get those chances. And in our business, a referral means a lot and it can mean an awful lot to all of us. So that's, that's one thing. I think one of, the other, one of the other things is that I, I'd like to ask everybody that's out there on this call that handled all of those proverbial 64 renewals at the end of the year, wrote a couple of new cases and all that. In all of those, how many of them got the very best deal available to them? And how many of those just said, look, time's running out. Let's get this thing done and let's do this, right? So that's another thing. If you know a client rushed the process or took your first offer, even though you said, but I'd like to talk about this. And they said, I don't have time to talk about this. And whatever the case may be, whatever the circumstance, maybe you were too busy, maybe they were too busy. Maybe they didn't fully understand the other options in the marketplace. Well, now the dust is settled and it's time. And if you've got groups that are fully insured, there's no reason why not to talk to them now about a couple of things. Number one, getting more value and see if we can't refine their health benefit offering a little bit further now that all the dust is settled and things are slowing down. And they're gonna say things like, well, didn't we just hammer out that renewal? Uh, and you say, yes, but do you think maybe we can do even better? So that actually can be done and clients appreciate that. I've done it before and a client says, well, what do you mean? So, well, we talked through this stuff, but there's a lot to learn. There's new opportunities. And I think we should take a look at it now that the time is off. The added advantage to that is next year, we'll renew in February or March when we all have time to think. Right now, some business, if it's an accounting firm, forget it, <laughs> right? Because this is their busiest quarter. But for a lot of businesses, end of year is really, really tough. And then you throw that renewal on top of it. They would love to have that renewal pushed back over. So that's a big value proposition there. So that's two particular issues, right? Yeah, then we get that one. And then let's look at step three. And that is every single renewal that you did that is fully insured, not community rated in the ACA and had less than a 20% rate increase should likely be self-funded. And many of them between 20 and 40% rate increase should be self-funded. Walk us through that, Roger. That's a pretty bold statement. Well, insurance carriers have certain margins they like to achieve, right? They've got their expense load, they've got their rates. And what they're doing is they're building rates that help keep you on the books. The not building rates are not always building rates to be the very best rate you can get. They want it to be good enough to keep you, but still give them whatever supplemental revenue they can get to help fund the group that's not so good, right? So if you've got an increase in the fully insured business that's flat, zero, 1%, 2%, maybe a fluctuation below a percent, right? then that group almost definitely should be self-funded. 
Okay. Because we know they're generating really solid revenue for the insurance company, or they would have rated them up. All too often, we'll get a quote from a broker says, Roger, I got this group. I was going to try it last year, but I didn't get to it. Well, this year they got a 58% rate increase. It's going crazy. What can you do for me? Well, maybe nothing, <laughs> right? I mean, you just got a 58% rate increase in a group that's 55 lives. It's not community rating. It's rated based on its experience. Now the question is, what's going on? What kind of medical condition has arisen in the group? What kind of claims problem do we now have? And let's see if we can do it. Now, the real answer is we may have some creative solutions depending on what caused that big rate increase. But that's not really the very best time to entertain self-funding. The best time to entertain self-funding is when you know the group is running really well and the insurance company is taking all the proceeds from that and giving them to other groups that aren't running so well. So instead of taking your 2% increase and having them subsidize the 58% increase, let's take the 2% increases and subsidize their computer system or the rest of their budget instead of having them spend it off to subsidize the rest of the clients. So it's really, really important stuff to talk about. Roger Cliff says, just contacted a client this morning to pick up the discussion, had proposed the big galaxy options and they weren't ready or comfortable with all the change yet. We'll be picking up the conversation with a number of similar clients. Well, that's, that's a really good point. And one of our senior sales consultants here, Dan Single, will, will often use the expression of walk, crawl, run. Galaxy plan is a full out gallop into the highest level of innovation and managed care that you can get in the marketplace. But we have other products that give you the opportunity to step into that self-funded marketplace without quite so much change. It'll look and feel the same to the employees. And if it's competitive and in the hunt, it feels the same to the employees, but saves money for the employer. So you've got to win there. And then you can talk about once you get the employer happy with that and they're excited by that savings, now you can look at it as the, the renewal comes up and you look at claims reports in the first half of the year. And by the time you get into that third quarter, you're looking toward the renewal and you're saying, hey, let's talk about this. Here's our claims data. Here's what's going on in the group. We can do even better if we da -da 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 and take the steps needed to get all the way out to the next level and maybe even all the way to Galaxy. So it just depends on the group. And, and I appreciate that feedback, Cliff. It's really good information. But we know Galaxy Plan is a big bite of the apple, right? Can you give us some headlines on the Galaxy Plan, Roger, in case we're not as well versed in it as you probably hope we are? Sure, I, I can do that. Galaxy Plan, I, th I think, well, let me, let me start at the whole revolution series, right? We, in what we do, we do everything we can to drive cost containment. We use a transparent pharmaceutical benefit manager. It has no pass, no step up in pricing on prescription drugs, passes through all the actual costs and savings that they get. They have a clinical management team that manages and negotiates step therapies and prior authorizations on the most expensive drugs to make sure we're getting them delivered at the most cost-effective way. They also direct things off to alternate delivery with script sourcing so that we can get international mail order or manufacturer's assistance programs or coupon programs all of these different things, just that one component. The second component is putting them with a TPA that provides the best customer service in the business. 
and can help therefore manage claims and manage the whole process. And we put them with a care manager that manages pre-certifications and those types of things. Then we move even further and we can add AIM, Alt International Medical Management, if we wanna get more aggressive in managing the care and delivering things from that way. We can do that with the Cigna PPO or we can move all the way the next step in safe cost savings is reference-based pricing. So we, we can use a provider network for physicians for your basic outpatient stuff and for professional components. But when you get into facilities that are charging 400, 500% of Medicare, and you'd much rather pay 150 to 160% of Medicare, well, then we use reference-based pricing. And we use Six Degrees Health for that in conjunction with our TPAs, managed care advocates. And so what we're doing is we're using a full-blown scope of really delivering all of the cost and payment strategies, including free telemedicine and a mobile app to help employees find out exactly what they need. Then from there, we go to Galaxy. The Galaxy is all of the above and then some. The Galaxy is really fo focused on evidence-based medicine. So instead of just saying, go to your doc, let him do whatever he's told you he needs to do. Yes, it's medically necessary and therefore it's qualified. Well, instead of saying it's medically necessary and therefore it's covered, we say, yeah, it's medically necessary, but let's talk about whether that's the most appropriate, appropriate treatment. And if it is the most appropriate treatment, that's great, but let's talk about the quality of the facility and or the physician. So now we're using all of the data we can gather and we continue to drive with evidence-based medicine so the employee can pick up the phone, call the medical concierge, call the nurse and say, hey, my doc says I need this done. Great, let me talk to you about that. Let me ask you a few questions. Let me find out where you are. I've got your membership information here. Here's how your benefit plan works. Let's make sure we get you the best out of your benefit plan. And the best way to do that is to deliver quality care. And instead of looking at a blind book of hospitals and pick one with, you, with, a, with a push pin or a dart, we're going to say this is the hospital with the best facilities for that particular treatment. And these are the three best physicians for that treatment with admitting privileges to that facility. And so we're going to manage your care in a way that helps you really get direction. So that's what Galaxy Plan does. And it just gets deeper. You, you add that to all of the other cost containment strategies, and you've probably got the nth degree in healthcare today. Well, let me tell you what Cliff says. I love the Galaxy package and the key cost quality components. If the current carrier hadn't reduced the annual rate increase from 17 to 3%, might have moved the ball further. You know what? And that's a great point. And if the carrier's willing to go from 17% to 3%, that, that confirms exactly what I've been saying, that that group should be self-funded right? Because they're, they're willing to take 14% off of their renewal offer. They're still getting 3% more. And when you really look at that, if that was anywhere close to fully insured, that's your answer. I mean, close to, to self-funded rates, right? If your self-funded rate is on par, a lot of people think the self-funded rates have to beat fully insured in order to win. The reality is if self-funded is close to a fully insured rate, self-funding should win every time because of all of the additional features and frankly, just for the better customer service. I mean, it is amazing 
what you can get out of a good quality TPA compared to a big blue organization or any of the others. So there's some really neat things there. So again, back to the whole sales process and what we're talking about, these are great talking points for the off season as well. So even if, even if we're just talking to a client, you know, we got through the renewal, congratulations. Now, you know what, Mr. Client, you're one of my 16 people that's actually willing to go to lunch with me in this time of the year and then during this pandemic and all that. So let's talk about having lunch next week. And at lunch, you can talk about all the cool things you're doing and all the cool things you're learning and all the things you're experiencing. And yes, Brian, thank you very much. Don't forget the reason why self-funded wins when it's on par with fully insured is because of the customer service and the potential claims refund. You get money back if you don't spend all your claims dollars. So that's really good stuff. But these are things that your client can sometimes well, let's say oftentimes far better absorb when he's not talking about his renewal. He's just talking about how healthcare works. Give them the time off the schedule when they're not focused on their renewal to understand and learn and absorb what else is going on in the business around them and how 65% of employers in America fund their healthcare and how 65% of employees in America get their healthcare funded and why, right? Why does GM not go buy a fully insured contract like everybody else has? Well, because they can do better on their own. So there's all of these things and and, and Brian, it's a really good point. Sometimes it takes a few presentations to get comfortable with a new idea. Well, the best time for that isn't when they're under the gun to make a decision on their renewal, right? Because that's ugly. So doing it just after the renewal, two months later, three months later, you know, the greatest thing you can hear is, well, is it too late? Can we still do that now? And that's sometimes what you hear when you do those post-renewal meetings. And so that's an important way to help drive up. Are they, are they allowed to, Roger, or is it you have to wait till the end of that uh, cycle? Now, if they're fully insured, mm -hmm. it's a unilateral contract. So you have your month to month. I mean, you, you know, each carrier will have a certain notification. You might need to give them 15 days before the end of the month or something of that nature. But month to month contract, you don't have to go the full year in it. So that makes it really easy. If they're fully insured, then you have to look at the contract. A lot of contracts for fully insured are all on an annual basis and early termination is-, is You mean uh, not fully insured, you mean- um, I'm self sorry, self-funded self plans, some self-funded so plans. Fully insured, they can move whenever they choose. That is correct. Self-funded, some of the contracts could lock them in for a year, correct? Well, lock them in or have negative consequences if they bail out. In the okay, yes. okay. Yes. Do, do you see people moving earlier sometimes? Oh, all the, lots of times, yes. I, you know, employer, so the savings are that good to put their employees through this process twice in three or six months. It is, and especially if you're in that group size that's not community rated, we can do that without individual medical questions. So the employees aren't going through much except for a benefit change. And I will tell you, I have never heard an employee complain about getting better benefits for a lower payroll deduction two months later. No, I can't imagine that. So, yeah. so that's really the option of looking at it. So, so the real key, again, we all go all the way back. And, and these meetings, these post-renewal meetings that you schedule with your employers, they are also an ideal time to ask for the referrals again. 
look, I just talked about all the new stuff and maybe you are comfortable moving right after your renewal. Maybe you're not, but you know what? You've got a bunch of people that you know that are in the business or in similar businesses or there are vendors of yours that really could take advantage of these ideas also, don't you think? And let's find out how to well, get- at least they should be aware of those ideas, right? Absolutely. Should you know, be. Don't you want your friends to understand this as well as you now do? Oh That's yeah, exactly yeah. Correct. you say it that way, well, not it doesn't sound like you're shilling for business. It makes it more like you're just trying to help people understand the world. Well, not only that, but I, I, I get even a little, a little uh, more shameless than that, Bob. On occasion, I will talk to a group. If I was talking to a group, I may very well say, you tell me who your biggest supplier is or your biggest vendor. And who are you going to need a favor from more than anybody else? <laughs> And if you can save them $140,000 a year on their health benefit plans, do you think they're going to be there for you when you need them? Right? That, that's a so, good play. So you can leverage that kind of favor all day long. And so there's a lot of really cool stuff you can do. So I, the most important thing is we're sales folks, right? We do a great job at selling, or let's say this, we do a great job at consulting on benefits today. In fact, we're getting better and better at it. And by the group I see on my screen, I know that we've got people that know how to deliver benefits, know how to deliver that quality. But does that mean we are selling as aggressively as we should? Sometimes we get on our little consultant pedestal and we talk about how smart we are and we don't ask for the business. You know, there was a, remember the Sky Mall magazines on the airplanes we oh, used yeah. to go through and, and, the, and the different airline magazines. There was always one ad I really, really liked most in those airline magazines. And it, 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 the whole title, I don't even remember who it was anymore, but the whole title said, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. And, and this is what we need to do is really, really important. Let me read some comments to you, Roger. Brian okay. says, love SkyMall. <laughs> I used to love SkyMall because it would come up with really cool gadgets that you could then go find direct and not pay that 50% markup. <laughs> yes. Cliff says, a little more serious one, with a mid-year contract move, is BIC able to do a claims carryover to prevent an employee from having exposure to deductible out-of-pockets from previous carrier and um, new plan? We, we look at that. Oftentimes, we, it's more difficult than to just make an adjustment on the employer side. But yes, it can be done. We just have to look at it case by case and decide what's the best way for that employer. If there's one person or two people out of 50 that have already met their deductible or have had any considerable expenses toward their deductible, then we have to look at what plan they're buying. Because if we're selling them a plan that they only hit the deductible if they go in the hospital, then their likelihood of needing that carryover is minimal anyway. So it's all about what we have. And Brian's brought it up too. So if you're selling a Galaxy plan that has no deductible, then you don't need deductible carry forward. So it all depends. Cliff, it's, it's a really good question and really good comments from both. But the reality is it just depends whether we need to or not. We'll do everything we can to help write good business, but let's do what makes most sense for everybody. And sometimes it's just easier to say, hey, look, if this one person has it, let's put that into a qualified HRA or, or, or just do it out of plan so it's real easy and it doesn't have to change the rate for everybody. Roger. Wanna, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. You don't wanna pay a, a slightly higher charge for the whole group 
if there's very little out there to be done or to worry, or worry about. Your uh, off-season plan that you've articulated here makes perfect sense to me. What's the number one reason why you think brokers won't take advantage of doing these outbound outreach, get ahead of things before the next renewal? Um, I, I can't say what the broker number one reason is. I can tell you what my propensity would be. My problem okay. would be procrastination. You just grilled great intensity for four months long, a stretch from October through the middle of January, getting all this stuff settled. And you want to take a breath. You want to catch your breath. And that's the temptation is to take and catch your breath. What I'm saying is it's a lot easier and a lot more productive to catch your breath over a beer with a customer at lunch. Right. And, and believe it or not, they will do that. Right. I, I don't know how many of you are out there, but there's a whole lot of people that will go to lunch with you today. They'll, they'll, they'll wear their mask until they sit down and then they'll have their lunch with you. Do you recommend them doing it one on one with their client? Or could they also say to a client, hey, why don't you invite one of your friends to this lunch too? Does that ever work? You know, I've never tried that, Bob. That's kind of a neat idea. Uh, and, and I think that would be, that could be doubly productive. The, the only thing I, I say is when their friend looks at them and says, did you do that? And they say, well, no, not yet. Then what happens? <laughs> so I, that would be interesting. Right. Although they could certainly say, I didn't understand it. We were rushed in December. We now have time. And now Look, there's yeah, a lot. we're going to do it as soon as we can. There's a lot of good outcomes that could come out of that, but I just can't absolutely assure that they'd all be the greatest of outcomes. I just don't know. That's a really interesting question. So Roger, we've covered a lot of ground. Did we cover everything related to this? I feel like we did, but maybe I well, missed something. Well, we, we didn't exactly, because the one opportunity we still haven't gotten to is this meeting. Every one of the brokers on this call should be conducting a meeting like this for their customers at least every month, right? It, it would be the the William Walsh Agency benefit talk where we're going to make sure all of my customers get all of the up-to-date information on what's going on and what to expect, right? And there's, there's just, it's too easy, guys. It's too easy to do this for you not to do this. And in addition to that, we'll give you guest speakers anytime you want. So if you need somebody else to help you fill in the content or you need a moderator, like, you know, you see how Bob and I can bounce off one another and we get questions and you go, somebody reading the screen for you. So you, you're not distracted by the questions that are being typed and all of these different advantages. I'm going to cry. You actually respect me. I didn't say I respected you. I just said I like <laughs> using you. <laughs> Isn't that the same? Yeah, same thing. So in any event, the, the reality is if you need help with these, just pick up the phone or email us and call us and say, hey, Roger, I'd love to do this kind of thing for, for my clients. What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? When do you want to do it? And let's just do it because staying in touch with your customers this way is also a great way to get benefits because it's even easier to get your customers to invite three other people to this call, right? And then they're there. You, they've registered for the meeting. So you capture their email address. You see them online. You get the 
have somebody that's working with you as a co-host to send them little chat emails, collect their contact information. All kinds of great stuff happens when you communicate with your customers. And you can record it and share it with other people going down the road, post it on your website, post it on your social media. There's a whole bunch of benefit to having that's, these types that's of things. Absolutely correct. So, so there's some really good value to having all of that. So, so I think we've talked about four or five different elements of how to really pump up your off season. And in a way, to me, that won't tax you for another three months, like the last three months did. You know, it's, it's a good way to let off some steam, to cool down, but without slowing down, without losing any momentum. Because momentum, as you know, is really big. If you let your momentum slide in through March and don't get kicked back into gear until April, you're not filling your pipeline until July. And by the time you get your pipeline filled, you're hammering out a few couple of new options or new opportunities. And then all of a sudden, you're right back into your fourth quarter getting crushed, right? So what I'm saying is let's just keep moving, guys. We'll do it together. We'll keep cranking. We'll, we'll roll what we can. We can help you out any way we can. If you want to send out little trinkets or gifts to your customers, you can do those kinds of things too. Anything and everything helps. The off-season simply doesn't exist. And certainly if someone wants to talk to you more, Roger, about how they can set up these uh, – lunch and learns, if you will, or the uh, doing a webinar like this, you'd be happy to talk to them, right? Of course, absolutely. How can we reach you best? Well, I'll put that in here. I do know his direct line is 443-275-7412. And he answers that all the time. He is very eager to answer the phone. And I will tell you, Roger's one of those people, it's not gonna make you feel silly or stupid. He's gonna ask you what you're trying to do and you guys are gonna solve it. And he's a great resource that frankly, uh, Benefit Indemnity Corporation, I don't think they always understand what a valuable resource Roger is to the people when they're willing to talk to him about their situation. I certainly benefit from every time I get to talk to Roger. I learned some things today that I didn't know before. So. <laughs> Thank Bob's, you for that, Roger. Bob is a marketing consultant, and he's going to get on the phone right now and go talk to about six of his clients and ask for referrals. You watch. <laughs> I've, I've been doing it. That's great. By the way, Roger, do you have any referrals for me? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank well, you, everyone. You know what, Bob? Here's what I'll tell you. There's a whole bunch of referrals right here on this call. Guys, if you need help with your websites or doing webinars, Bob's also here to help you out with whatever support you need there. So, you know, the reality is we're all in this thing together. Let's go win. Sounds good. Uh, thank you, Cliff, Brian, everyone else who commented. Really appreciate the comments. It makes it so much more enjoyable for everyone. Roger, we'll be back in two weeks, right? Yes. And we'll be talking more about these things. So mark your calendar for 2 p.m. in two weeks. And Bob, then wait, 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 go. I see one question light up here. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Galaxy plan, talking about a minimum number of lives. We, we're talking about uh, five lives and up for our products. So at five, we're good. Now, we do have other products in other states that we have different options for. Some of them go down to two, uh, but not in too many states. So just give us a call whenever you need it. Thank you, Wayne. Okay, thanks, everyone. We will be back in two weeks. Until then, be well and go out and grab some referrals, set up those lunch and learns, and Get a webinar started.
Sounds great. Thanks, everyone. Great to have you.